Aloha and welcome to Spirit Chat Radio. Today we're going to be doing more Q&A questions from what used to be called my Higher Purpose Learning Group. And for those of you who are in the group, you will know that we've recently, I've recently renamed the group my Keys to the Spirit World group. It, it's a name that I don't know why I didn't do that earlier, truthfully, because it's a lot more fitting um, and more aligned with me and um, my, my personal teaching and all of that sort of thing. It just it felt a lot more in alignment. And then I had another group prior to that, or not prior to that, al along with that for my students that was uh, called my Keys to the Spirit World. So what I've now done is my student group is now called my Keys student group. And if you're one of my students, you should uh, see that now. And my higher purpose learning is still a group. It's just been renamed Keys to the Spirit World, my Keys to the Spirit World group. Um, I like that a lot better. So if you're looking for it in your, your um, groups or your Facebook thing or you've been a member for a while and you can't find it, that's where it is. And if you're wanting to join it because we have a lot of really cool ongoing discussions in there, um, if, it, if you like the podcast, you're going to like a lot of the stuff that's happening in the group and a lot of like-minded people in there, then uh, you will want to click on the Keys to the Spirit World Facebook group link below. Um, you probably, I don't know if you can search groups in there. I don't, don't really know how that works. But anyways, um, you have to be in it, um, accepted in, just know that when you do the, it, when you do the invite because we do... Make sure that the group is not spammy. Um, we make sure that the discussions are have have good information. They're not um, they're not like along the lines of teaching that I don't agree with or to or topics that I don't agree with. So it's it's a really closely monitored group, but it is super awesome. We love the group. Okay, so that being said, I started a few weeks ago. Um, just answer. It's getting hard at this point because I have so many people in there to keep up with all the questions. And so I've been starting something where I've answered the questions via podcast because some of the questions, well, frankly, they're a lot easier answered as I'm talking than I am typing. I, I like doing that more. I, I realize that I like talking more, you know, to you guys. I like um, speaking more in front of people than I actually like writing things out. Uh, which also brings me to something else. I'm kind of all over the place here. Um, I am announcing the spirit communication class probably within the next week. Everybody, don't roll your eyes <laughs> because I know I've been talking about this for a while. Um, but I really am. We've Me and Lydia got together and we set up some dates. Um, now, this spirit communication class is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be offered to my students. Um, first and foremost, there will only be 20 slots. But because I realize that I don't love doing the slides and kind of being disconnected when I'm teaching from you guys, I feel like I really want to be doing some more um, teaching in front of everybody. That is why I'm going to do this class differently. So this class is going to be all Zoom classes. It's going to be 
uh, 20 people. We're going to actually see each other. You're going to be able to ask me questions. Um, each week will be a topic uh, related to spirit communication. And so that's something that's kind of exciting um, that you can look forward to and that I can look forward to. Um, be besides that, I have just gotten back from Tucson not very long ago. went to the Tucson Gem Show, and that was the first time I've been there. Last year, I sent my husband there to get products for um, the metaphysical store. He did a really nice job, but this year, I went. I've been to the Denver show. Uh, Tucson, nothing against Denver, but the Tucson show, the energy's a lot different there. It's better. It's like, I, I just said it, it's better. Um, just for the simple fact of the, the energy is a lot more calming there than it is um, at the other show that I've been to. Not that that may happen this year, I don't know. Anyways, uh, so I'm going to be talking a little bit more about gemstones and sort of how to um, pick them and, and some of the things that we did at the Tucson Gem Show because I've had a lot of questions about gemstones. I'm going to be talking about that in the Keys to the Spirit World group. So if you're part of that, I'm going to try to do a video video for you guys in there just because I noticed a lot of things that I feel like need to be covered in a topic. I'm not going to go all of that here because I'm going to be answering questions here, but um, it's, it's really interesting how, how you should be picking stones. And I'm very particular about the vibration of the stones. And I'll tell you what, there are so many different vendors that have a different energy. And the stones, even if they are supposedly coming from the same parts of the world, all the stones carry a different energy through different vendors. And that is something that you really, really want to be aware of when you're choosing stones. I am super sensitive to that. And, and I only choose... Uh, stones and, and jewelry uh, for those of you who do get spiritual guru or uh, shop at spiritualgurubox.com um, the the jewelry that we get I'm, I'm very particular about where those things come from they have to have good energy I mean I hold them I feel them um, I'm personally there choosing even if even if I'm pulling products in that when I'm not at Tucson um, I still get samples of the products because I need to know how the energy feels of them before they go into the store. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that uh, in the group. And we got some cool, cool stuff. We got some really cool men's uh, Malabade bracelets if, for the guys. If you have, if your guy or you have a boyfriend or husband that likes Malabades, wow, we got some super cool stuff and of course my spiritual guru list my VIP list will get first chance at those um, and if they sell out before they hit the website they sell out which I think is a high probability at this point because of the stuff we got and we didn't get large quantities of them so that's gonna be super fun so if you're on the spiritual guru uh, newsletter list the email the VIP list Definitely make sure you open those Tucson Gems Show sale emails because you will not only get them for cheaper than before it goes on the website, 
there is very limited quantities so some of those may not hit the website so that's something that you want to watch for so now we're going to get to the keys to the spirit world questions my group um, I am going to go through here I, you know if I missed you for whatever reason sorry I may post a thread in there to just say hey I'm going to be doing a podcast coming up post your questions below um, people seem to like this so um, okay first one that I want to get to is Angie and I'm just going to say first names because then if you're listening and you know I'm answering you um, Angie says uh, Jennifer I think it was either your universal laws book or one of your classes I can't remember anyway you discussed the board that you that um, your son-in-law did you had your son-in-law do years years ago and later you found out that he actually drew his dream car that he owns now uh, tonight and this was a while ago was supposed to be manifestation moon manifest moon I think how do I make one is there a certain way I thought that that was a good question I'm just gonna touch upon that really quick and it's interestingly enough it is full moon today um, which is funny story uh, every time like I worked out last night and I thought oh I'm gonna sleep so good like it's I'm, I'm super excited I know I'm gonna sleep really well yeah I've been up since like 4 a.m. and <laughs> why I get up I'm like oh my gosh I didn't sleep at all and, and my family is like oh it's full moon yeah that's this is what happens around my household everybody has a, a moon app on their phones because we're all like that we never sleep during full moon it's like craziness anyways um, so what she's talking about is uh, my son-in-law uh, did a board had put a car that he really really wanted on it before we moved to Hawaii years later after we moved to Hawaii I found the board and he did it begrudgingly I must say he was like okay I'm gonna do this and I'm not gonna believe it but I'm gonna try it and do what you say <laughs> and then I found it and I was all happy inside because when I found it he had the exact car in the garage downstairs and so I was like look what's on your board and it was what he had put on there so there's many different ways that you can do boards but it's basically um, a general manifestation board and so you can take you can use we don't even use boards anymore you can use your wall um, you can use a cork board you can use a piece of paper you can use your refrigerator you can use your mirror in your bathroom whatever and basically the gist and the premise behind it and that's kind of a, a, a more of a manifestation podcast but you basically cut out photos and pictures he didn't draw it he had cut out or found a photo of it you can find them on the internet you can google it and just print them out and um, basically sorry my phone is not on silence and um, it made a really loud noise um, so basically you just cut them out and then you put them on the area that you see often an area that you would see like um, I like the bathroom mirror because you know when you're getting ready it's kind of like in your in your your view it's sort of your private space but it's somewhere you see often when you're getting ready for bed when you're getting ready in the morning and then um, it's also kind of away from the mainstream of everybody going what is that um, so you just cut out things of what you would like to achieve goals it could try to be specific um, certain type of car or, or you know maybe a vacation place that you want to go to 
or I've known people that have made calendars for like businesses and and had like that they were busy on their calendar um, stuff like that so you can really make it out of anything it doesn't have to be a specific process let's see um, Melissa had a really good question uh, hi guys I'm hoping that someone can help me with this question spirits send me this warm electric sensation but I don't know why it can get really intense and even burn a little does that does anyone have any thoughts on this and why um, hopefully maybe Lydia or Brian posted a link to you Melissa but basically that tends to happen when your vibration raises so it's not necessarily spirits sending you a vibration or like a an electric warm electric sensation the warm electric sensation is there but I talk about this in some other podcasts where um, signs that your vibration is raising. You can find them on YouTube. Um, but basically, you can and will feel warm uh, electric type sensations or burning spots you will feel when your physical body is adjusting to your spiritual body's uh, vibration raising. And so how you can imagine that is like if you're trying to plug in a um, uh, 220 into a 110 outlet or something like I guess guys will kind of get that better than women. But um, when you're trying to run a really heavy electric, electric load, electric, electric current through like a small cord, it would heat up. And it's, it's the same thing when you, when you begin to learn how to raise your vibration with your spiritual body your physical body is not always adjusted to that and it takes some time for your physical body to learn to adjust to a higher vibration a higher energy current because when you raise your vibration you're you're raising the energy current that's running through your body and it, it runs hot and it runs higher at a higher frequency and so in order for your physical body to adjust to that, um, it needs to kind of rewire itself physically. And so that will happen for some people who um, their, their um, vibration is raising until the physical body kind of adjusts. And then you'll notice it'll stop happening. It'll kind of get less and less and less. And if you're feeling like it's happening in combinations with spirits sending you warm energy, which is really not how that works, it's more like, your vibration raises to be able to um, communicate or have contact with spirits. It's raising its vibration to meet with the vibration of the spirit in order for the communication to happen. Um, so it kind of happens that way, if that makes sense. So you could be experiencing that when spirits are around just because you're naturally, your vibration's raising. Um, Kathy had a really good question. And I thought that this was good, and I've been meaning to address this in a few things uh, or a few podcasts, but then I would forget and whatever. Um, I hope that what I'm I hope that what I'm about to post doesn't offend anyone. With that being said, I'm wondering if past lives affect one's sexuality in general, as far as gender gender preference, and what um, you know what we like and what we don't like, etc. Um, and the, the interesting thing about this topic is, yes, past lives can affect it, but I'm finding that the more that people are in tune with their spiritual self, um, when you are um, on the other side, when you are in your natural form 
uh, you you don't have to be gender specific. You can be uh, male, you can be female, you can be somewhere in between. Um, it's it's not something you need to choose one way or the other. When we are incarnated, um, there's a choice that needs to be made as far as how we're going to incarnate, um, just for certain lessons and whatnot. But I find that the more in tune people are with their spiritual self, sometimes they have chosen to incarnate one way and then they're feeling more aligned in, an, in another gender way. And so I find that they tend to be high vibration individuals who tend to be very aligned uh, with their spiritual self. And I find that that is um, becoming more and more common and it's, uh, I think it's a good thing to be very in tune with your spiritual self and and what who you are in your natural state and some of that can also have um, come from past lives so you can have uh, your past lives uh, sexuality and gender roles and whatnot can you can carry likes and dislikes and things over from those but normally they're kind of from you're carrying them from your natural state so your natural state of, of your spiritual self so I thought that that was a good question um, Next, I have a question from Connie. Um, she says, I'm going to kind of shorten some of these because they're a little bit longer. Basically, she says, I am incredibly, extremely empathic, always have been a caregiver, family, animals, etc. I've seen a few things, experienced from, um, experiences from spirit frequently, and I am blessed to be able to do a few readings. This absolutely elates me. It is almost... It's almost euphoric for me to be able to give someone a message and make them feel more at peace. I understand you can't push it to happen, but I'm wondering how can I be more consistent in doing readings? This is something I've talked about many times, um, Connie, and it's something that um, maybe you have heard during my stuff or haven't heard, but I thought that this was a really good question to answer again, which is, you need to be trained with doing readings. And so everybody who is out there becoming a healer, developing their abilities, becoming an empath, um, and kind of honing their own skills, giving their friends and family advice, that's, again, why I did some of the, the classes that I've done, the mentorship program, the psychic ability class, and I'm going to get more into training people how to do readings. But you really need to be trained in doing readings if you're going to be more consistent in doing readings. I had teachers that I uh, did readings under and I trained with for, geez, at least two years uh, before I started being uh, consistent in giving readings on my own. I'd been psychic my entire life. My ability was very high, but you can have a very high ability. You can be very psychic, but when it comes to giving somebody an actual reading, that is very different. You have to learn how to address the topics that they need addressed and be able to deliver a message in a way that they will hear and receive well. You need to learn to pick apart some of the information that you're give, getting that's going to be helpful to the person that you're giving them to. It doesn't matter if you, if you can see anything you want to in the whole entire world about a client or somebody that you want to do a reading for, but if that information is not helpful to that client, in a way that their energy is feeling better from hearing the information than before they came to you, then there's really no purpose in doing the readings. Because as a healer and a reader, your entire 
uh, job, your purpose, because it's a job. It, it's essentially a job. It's a gift, but it's also you need to take it very seriously and, and understand the code of ethics and all that kind of stuff that comes with reading. Um, you need to be able to be trained enough to know, to filter through the information, find the stuff that you know is going to be the most helpful, and be able to del deliver that information that leaves your client feeling better than before. And again, that takes a lot of training, and it takes training in readings. So you can start with friends and family, but if anybody's going to do it professionally or more consistent, they definitely should find somebody to help them become a reader and to help train them and guide them in how to deliver a reading. So um, I thought that that was a really good question. Um, let's see, we're going to get down to uh, Thomas. Basically, uh, he has very odd work hours and um, he has a pretty good sleep schedule, but about midnight... Um, he, or when he gets ready to go to sleep, he has trouble sleeping between the hours of three and four. He's woken up by something. That is something that we've also talked about before, which is that is when the veil is the thinnest. So anybody who's sensitive uh, to energies and who they um, can feel energies, or if you're newly developing, you're very prone to wake up between the hours of three and four. Three o'clock is peak time uh, for the veil to be very thin. So that's, you're just feeling the energy. The energy of the day is different than the energy of the night. And the energy at 3 a.m. Is, is, is very high energy. So it's something that will wake people up for sure. Um, this person, Geraldine, it's, it's kind of uh, similar to the other question that I just answered by, I think it was Connie. Um, anyways, she is talking about needing some advice uh, she does channeling or, or has gotten into doing some channeling however she says recently I'm doubting myself more and more when things don't always pan out we write things down and as it comes into my head but can I be wrong I worry about giving the wrong information or giving false hope on things is this normal and how can I overcome it if it is um, yes that's normal when you're in the beginning stages absolutely uh, I believe that, um, or I've noticed when I train readers, they tend to um, hold, instead of uh, feeling and sort of consuming information from a larger picture of images, they tend to pick apart the images and want to slap a meaning on every single little image that they get. And they tend to not be able to read the overall theme and the overall picture and give a summary of uh, the flood of information that they're getting to the client and that's what I'm talking about when you're doing readings um, when you're learning to do readings many time people or channeling people get so excited about just getting these flash images and then they concentrate really hard on okay well what does this mean and that's got to mean something to me and this must mean something to the client because I'm getting an image well once you sort of go left brain and start picking apart what those images mean you'll stop the flow of the of the um, information that you're receiving and you'll you'll it'll start to become very choppy and also it's like picking apart a scene in a movie um, if you don't kind of watch more of the scene and see how the scene flows together you won't get a complete picture if you're really just trying to pick apart this scene and then pick apart this scene and that all comes down to again it's very normal to feel that way um, but I believe in that instance Geraldine you are picking apart your reading information um, too soon 
and you're not allowing the overall uh, picture to flow. Again, that comes with training. And since I'm getting so many questions on this, I'm really going to be doing the spirit communication class first because I promised. However, um, it looks to me from what I'm seeing that I might have to do some class on maybe training some people on how to read. Um, I do that with my mentorship program, um, like my mentorship classes, but I may have to do that with something or something more focused on that. Um, Kay says, I've had, I have an interesting experience. I've not seen her voice, seen voiced here. My computer office, basically, uh, she's by a back door. Her computer's by a back door and she faces away from the door. And every time she sits at her desk, she says all hours of the day or night, I hear what I think is a bird flying into the door and getting my attention. My father passed away in 1999 and I have a niece who often told me that he's come to wear as a bird. I've felt the same attraction and, um, I've often felt the same attraction and almost always talked to the birds in the backyard. This sounds uh, relatively new and I've been hearing it for about three months. I don't think it's my imagination. If I stand there waiting to see a bird, it doesn't happen. Can anyone, um, make sense of this? So you can hear spiritual animals in the same way that you can hear actual spirits. So that's a clear audience thing that's happening with UK. And um, you're hearing a bird, you're hearing um, that actually, like I said, you can hear birds and animals and, and things the same way that you can hear human voices or walking or talking or whatever. Uh, they're very one and the same. And I believe that you are on track. Um, the whole point of you hearing the bird is um, a lot of times our loved ones will come through in a way or in a noise or in a smell, um, the, the cigar smells, uh, perfume smells, things like that, in a way that you will recognize. So that's kind of the whole point. And truthfully, um, if you heard a knocking on the door or maybe a voice of your dad, that probably would make you run through the office screaming. So, <laughs> so um, that's why many times, thankfully for everybody who gets to experience this stuff, um, they choose other avenues that don't terrify you to your very soul. So, um, I, I know that some people say, oh yeah, I could deal with that. But like, I literally, I, I've, I've had the voices, heard the voices, heard them very knocking very loudly, heard knocking, moving, moving of furniture, moving of items. I mean, it happens around me and my house and my family very often. And anytime somebody's around that's new, sorry, I know that's loud. Anytime that somebody is around that's new, they about lose their mind. They like freak out. They, they literally are terrified to their very soul. So um, for, for most people who are not used to it, like my family, it can be it can be scary just because they start having all these questions going through the head and then every scary movie they've ever seen on the face of the planet starts going through the head and then they're certain, certain that, you know, uh, really crazy things are going to happen and then they just freak. So, um, Kay, be grateful that it's the bird and I think that that's a super pleasant way to be hearing from, uh, from your father. Okay, here is my last question from Neil. Question on mediumship. I know an important piece is to separate yourself and your thoughts from the messages we receive and to keep our personal influences out of it. A lot of people say that they can get clear messages and the communication is clear. When I ask for elaboration and more info, 
I start to get sentences, but it comes out sounding like my own thinking. And then basically, I'm skip a few things. M the message comes out naturally in a way that feels like it would in my automatic writing. It's similar to my voice and the thought process, even though I've shut down my thinking while waiting to receive messages. Any advice on differentiating, taking myself out of the messages I receive, or am I overthinking this? I feel like you're overthinking this because you kind of said what you're supposed to be doing anyways. So um, at one point you're saying that uh, you have, it feels like when you're automatic writing, it just sounds like your own voice. You're, most people, when you're channeling and you're hearing spiritual voices, you don't always hear them as in another voice, as in a deep voice or a child's voice or whatever, or mom's voice, or you can, that is something that you can hear in that way. But many times it will come through in a voice that sounds like your own thinking. In fact, I've talked about this many times. Um, most people on a daily basis are getting tons of information from their guides and from loved ones or whatever. And they think it's their own thinking. They think it is. It's, it's, it's interesting and funny to me that they think that they're constantly, you know, being guided by their own thoughts. Now, um, you can be guided by your own thoughts, but again, the difference is that usually follows a thought train. This is something that I teach in my classes. Your own thoughts follow a thought train. When thoughts start popping into your head um, without a thought process behind it, that's usually some information that you're channeling or being you're telepathically receiving. And just because it sounds like your own voice doesn't mean that it is your own voice guiding you. Um, the difference is how it feels and how the message feels and how hard did you think to get that information? Did the message just flow in? Did it just, you know, begin to come through for you? These are, again, a lot more training stuff that I will be going through and I actually will be going through this in my spirit communication class. So um, I think you're overthinking it. It seems like you have a pretty good grasp on what it feels like when you're, you're um, doing the regular stuff versus your own thinking or doing the mediumship stuff versus your own thinking. Uh, it seems like the only thing that's hanging you up is the voice sounds like your voice. And if that's the case, yes, you're overthinking it. Just allow the voice to be your own voice. It doesn't really matter whose voice it is as long as the message is clear. So um, hopefully you enjoyed this one. I am going to um, try to do this again. I'm going to get back into some of my regular podcasts as well. Don't forget to stop on over to Kisa's Spirit World and my Kisa's Spirit World group and ask to join if you want to get in on some more of these conversations. If you're on my e email list, don't forget to be checking the email if you're a student because that spirit communication info will be coming out shortly. And if you're into gemstones and wanting to, um, or, you know, like the metaphysical stuff, uh, spiritualgurubox.com. I, I couldn't do spiritualguru.com, which I would have liked to, but that was taken. So spiritualgurubox.com. We have a subscription box, but we also have a metaphysical store. And also, as always, don't forget to subscribe if you enjoy the podcast, um, whether it be iTunes or YouTube or whatever. And have the most amazing day. Until next time, aloha.